Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. And this is episode number three, two, seven, three hundred and twenty seven. You're damn right. I've done this three hundred and twenty seven times. OK, OK. I've done it three hundred and twenty six times. This is the three hundred and twenty seventh time. So when I'm done with this one, that, in fact, will be the three twenty seven because that's how numbers work. <laughs> F y'all. <laughs> now, uh, let me just address something that happened. Um, I did my last episode and a lot of people thought I was saying goodbye to the podcast or giving up on. No, 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 no. I'm going to keep doing my podcast. I like doing my podcast and I'm writing a new stand up show. Everybody already knows that. And I've whittled it down from 12 notebooks to seven notebooks to five notebooks to four notebooks, which is where it is now. I'm about to whittle it down to two notebooks and I'm going to whittle those two notebooks down to one notebook. And I'm going to take that notebook, go on stage a lot and bang that material down to about 120 minutes and then I'll use one to go around and perform and then hopefully ha- and have another one in reserve. That way, if I get a special, you hear me in Netflix, if I get a special, I know you don't know I exist yet, except as a customer, but just get ready. Get you, get your money ready. Damn it. Cause I won't get your money ready. You bastards. <laughs> Maybe I should not call them bastards if I want to get there. I, what I meant was you guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm sucking up. Shut up. F y'all, but I'll go back out there. All right. But now, but I'm not leaving the podcast. I was just, I was just talking about how sometimes we go through these little growth problems. You know, when you're, when you, when you're growing as an artist, sometimes you kind of got to shed the old skin, right? I had old comedy skin on me and I hadn't, I haven't completely shed it yet, right? I have to get rid of the old stuff that I was doing. And as far as this podcast is concerned, you've probably noticed a bit of a difference in the way that I do this podcast. I'm shedding some of my old podcast skin. I'm evolving as an artist. And it's because I'm now breaking through a plateau. And we've all had plateaus. You have plateaus all over the place. You have plateaus if you're an artist. You have plateaus at your job. You have plateaus at the gym. You have plateaus in your relationships. You have emotional plateaus. That's the way it is, my friends. Right? You feel like you're wearing clothes that don't fit you anymore. You're growing and clothes can't grow. So you got to take them off, throw them in the trash and get some clothes that fit you. I love metaphors, don't you? (laughs) Right. That's why that's why I trashed all my old material. I mean, a lot of it is good. Most of it's good stuff. A lot of stuff that, you know, I could, I, I could just dip into there and just start performing it, but it will be me putting on old clothes that don't fit me anymore. And I'm not doing that. And the reason I'm thinking about plateaus is because I had a couple of friends of mine who were actively doing comedy and we, we, we've been friends like 10, 12 years, good buddies, right? And they saw my old show. So they respect my, my, my game, my art, my, my art as a comic. They respect me as a performer. And so they usually would run material by me and I go, yeah, cool. This, that, this, that, this, that I will try this, this, that, whatever. This particular occasion, two of them back to back, same day, recently had horrible sets. And I'm talking about horrible. Cause if you have a bad set here and there, you don't really talk about it. You just go, eh, I was a little off or, eh, that audience didn't like me or, eh, they sucked or whatever you say. And then you go about your business. But the simple fact that they called me means those sets must have been horrible. In fact, they both said, hey, by the way, I called because I had a set that was horrible. 
And I said, hmm, why do you say horrible like that? Instead of just saying I had a horrible set, you said horrible. And then I realized horrible and horrible are two different things. Spelled the same, but they're not the same. And it made them question even if they wanted to do comedy anymore. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. You can't allow having a bad set to dictate whether you want to make a career change. That's like coming home and finding out that your wife is mad at you and going, oh, so you're upset with me on this particular day and you normally aren't. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm taking the kids or you keep the kids. No, in fact, keep the kids because they're pains in the ass. But I'll visit them once a month. (laughs) You wouldn't do that. But I realized and I talked to them and I explained to them, I said, look, guys, uh, the same thing has happened to me. You, yes, but you never get bummed out like that. I said, yes, I do. I just don't talk about it as often. There's nothing wrong with talking about it. But the thing is, I realize I've just hit a plateau. I realize that I need I've outgrown what I used to do. And it's time for me to do other crap. It happens to everybody. It happens all the time. Right. You know what I'm talking about, everybody. You've had plateaus in your relationship. You walk in the house, everything was great and incredible and fantastic and double incredible and all of that crap. And then all of a sudden, oh, no. You're not looking at her the same way you used to look at her. And she's not looking at you the way, same way she used to look at you. You're not getting a divorce. You're not talking about the divorce. But you don't look forward to coming home to him or her, do you? No. You don't avoid it, but if they ask you to stay at work a little longer to do something, all of a sudden, five years ago, you would have been like, hey, 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 that's going to have to wait till tomorrow. And now you're thinking, hey, 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 is that all you got? You sure you don't have any more files for me to work on for no particular reason so I could blame you? <laughs> right? You get it on with each other and you just kind of go through the motion. Still feels good, but it's not the same as it was before. And also, it ain't four times a week anymore. It's three times a month. Right? And there are times when she comes outside wearing that robe and she looks at you and you look at her and you're looking at the TV and you're going, even though I'm recording this right now, I still rather watch this. And she feels that sometimes the same way with you. You walk up to her, you try to make your move, you put your arms around the neck, you figure you're going to give a little kiss on the neck and the biggie, biggie, get. And she's looking at you like, I got to finish this grilled cheese sandwich. And you're going, huh? And you're going, yeah, and it's going to take as long as it takes for you to stop wanting to have some of my buttocks. And you're going, uh, You've reached a plateau, right? That relationship had an old suit on and you've outgrown the old suit. You're not the same 22-year-olds or 24-year-olds or 26-year-olds. When you got married, you're not those people anymore. You're older now. You need to do new things. You can't sit on the couch and watch the same stupid movies on Netflix all the time. You got to go and do something, right? You got to go up to her and hug her, not just because you're trying to get her into the bed, hug her because you just want to hug her. You got to tell him that he's important to you. You got to mix it in a little bit. You can't bring in the same stupid roses all the time, right? You can't come back out in the same negligee you wore 45 times in the row so much so that he's looking at it and he's going, uh, that's really, really sexy. Yeah, those weren't crotchless panties when you bought them. Apparently, you didn't buy any new ones and you just used them. You washed them so many damn times they're falling apart. Wow, that's really hot. (laughs) You got to mix it up a little bit. You got to do a little something different, my friend. Right? 
Your career is the same way. And then your art is the same way. Doing the same act. I've seen people did the same act for 10 years straight. I remember going to California in the 90s. I came back in the 2000s. I was working with a guy. And I'm thinking, man, this guy was great when I left. I can't wait to see what he's doing now. And this bastard is still doing Clinton jokes. And I ain't talking about Hillary. How about that Bill Clinton, huh? <laughs> Him and Monica. And people are going, really, dude? Seriously? We're still talking about that? You do realize we're, you know, several precedents away from that, you dumb bastard. And he's walking around and like I said, in a metaphorical suit, that's not the right size for him. And he's still trying to squeeze it on. And that's what happens when you don't grow as a person and decide to make changes to update who you are for your new age, for your new level of enlightenment, for your new lifestyle, for your new level of maturity. You got those same stupid outfits on. Ever seen somebody walk around thinking they look good wearing clothes that just don't fit the buttons on their shirt or stretching? Right. The pants are bell bottoms. They're wearing those those 1970s pimp shoes with the damn goldfish in the heel. And it's 2018. Right. They walk up to you with their fist in the air talking about what it is. You're going what it is. Apparently what it is is a time machine because your punk ass must have just walked out of it. This is not 1973 punk. Get some new clothes and stuff. I love metaphors, don't you? So when those guys called me and talked about how much their act didn't work anymore, I said, are you excited about doing your show? Uh, not really. Right. I'm like, how long were you doing that act, man? Uh, well, you know, uh, I've been doing this act for five years. I said, so you've been going to the same casino in Atlantic City with the same act for five years. Yeah. No wonder you, you didn't kill like you used to kill and you're sick of doing that act. Cut it out. Write some new stuff. Because when you write new stuff like I'm doing right now, all of a sudden it's 1986 again. It's 1986 again. I'm excited again. I'm thrilled, man. I can't wait to have people see this new crap that I'm writing. I'm excited like I was when I was 17 years old. And I wish I was like I was when I was 17 years old because when I was 17 and 18 years old, I was having sex with a lot of 26 year old women and I'm not I'm not doing that now. Punk ass 17 or 18 year old. Having sex with them 26 year old and 28 year old women. Didn't even appreciate it. Just jumped on top of them and enjoyed it. I want to jump on top of some 26 and 28 year old women. Little 18 year old punk. I should go back. I want to go back in time just to slap myself in the mouth and say, you better enjoy this man. 30 something years from now, this ain't going to be happening anymore. I mean, it, it happened. I mean, it happened a couple of times, you know, but I mean, this was like all the time. But <laughs> anyway, so what I'm saying is, man, don't mistake a plateau for the end of something. No, man, it's the beginning of things. It's the beginning of things sometimes. Right. And I talk my boy down and he goes, oh, you're right. ass man, you're right. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot. He said, I'm going to go back out to I'm gonna write a new act. I'm going to go up to the city, meaning New York. I'm going to write a new act. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my enthusiasm back like you got yours back. And I said, good job, good job. Right? And then he hangs up. And five minutes later, his wife calls. What did you say to him? And I said, when I 
basically told her what I said to him. He goes, I am so glad, but I've been trying to talk him off of a ledge. I mean, I, I saw the set and I said, uh, how was the set? She goes, oh my God, he's really good. And you know that? Yes, he's very, very good. But that set was horrible. I went, oh man, you did the stretch horrible. Yeah, I mean, he's had horrible sets before, but it's not, I mean, not often because uh, he's very, very good. And every once in a while, he'll have a horrible set. But this particular set was horrible. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. You just went, you didn't just go horrible. You went horrible. Did you have to add the extra breath? It was that bad. Well, he just said it was horrible. And you said it was horrible. You added the extra. He goes, he was, he was, I actually, he knows it was horrible, but I talked him down to just horrible. And I said, why don't you call us and see what he says about it? And the, well, okay, thank Well, I, I talked him down. He's good. I know. That's great. And thank you. You're really a good friend of his. I say, hey, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm a good friend of both of you. You know, just because you're not a comic, don't think I'm not your friend too. You know, he goes, really? I go, yeah. I mean, I've known him. Uh, I met him in uh, Manhattan back in the day. And uh, we've been friends ever since, you know, and you, you've been married to him. You know, you, you've known him almost as long as I've known him. And, uh, you know, you've been a great wife to him. I don't know why, you know, you wouldn't think I'm your friend too. I mean, we've hung out before. You know, it's not like we hung out and I didn't talk to you. There were times when he would go to the bathroom and he'd be in the bathroom and we just sit there, you and I having a conversation like we're brother and sister. I think, you know, I think that, you know, like I said, I can see your friends also. So I'm your friends, we're friends too. So, oh, I'm just so glad you said that because I wanted to talk to you about, oh God, I'm already thinking, why did I do that? I should, she was almost off the phone. And I do love talking to her, but I already, I already know where this is going. And then she started telling me things about her family and explaining, they talking about the problems of her family and how they're just not connecting the way they used to. And I went through the whole thing about plateaus and she goes, you know, that makes a lot of sense. You love more than metaphors, don't you? And I said, yes, actually, yeah, I, I do love metaphors. She goes, thank you for talking me off of the ledge. And I went, no problem. Like I said, we're also friends. Don't ever forget that. And then she hangs up the phone. And then five minutes later, he calls back. Hey, man, my wife is kind of bummed out about her family, man. And, and, you know, thank you for talking to her about all of that stuff and, you know, talking her off of the ledge, man. She was really having a hard time. She wouldn't listen to me. And I wasn't really much help, to be honest, with you, because I was so busy, you know, thinking about how bad my set was. And, uh, you know, well, obviously we talked and everything's great now. So you know, I just want to say once again, thank you, man, for helping me. And uh, thank you for helping my wife. And I got not a problem. Like I said, your wife and I are friends. You're friends. We're friends. Not a problem. Okay. All right, man. You're the greatest man. I said, no, 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 no. You guys are the greatest. Thank you very much. You, you guys are great people. I love you. And I, you know, I want the best for you two bastards. So everything's cool. And he hangs up. <sighs> So, folks, like I said, man, there's, there's plateaus, man. There's plateaus. You're going to hit them. Don't, don't mistake the plateaus for the end of something. It's not really the end of something. If you wait a little while, it's kind of like the beginning of something new, right? You, I mean, think about the gym. If you work out, and I'm working out at the gym, when I start, every time you start working out, when you're in bad shape, in the beginning, you can't do anything. Right. You're starting fresh. And when you're starting, you're getting over a plateau, you're starting fresh, man. You're running on the gym, running on the treadmill. You're on the Versa climb or the stair climb. You're pounding the way you get to that point where your body goes, we're done here. And you stop. 
But if you keep stopping at that point, you don't get stronger. You don't increase your cardiovascular health. You don't get more muscles. You got to go, nah, we're not done yet, punk. I can do more. And a lot of times what happens is after you push a little bit more, all of a sudden you get that second win and you get another 10 minutes on the on the treadmill, right? Your body goes, oh, we're done lifting weights. No, you're not. Just a little bit more. And all of a sudden you got that second win. And all of a sudden what happens? You get the gains. You get the cardiovascular health. You get the muscles. Everything's beautiful. And had you stopped because you thought it was the end when it is not in fact the end. It's nothing but a damn plateau, you bastards. You would have given up too soon. And it was really weird when those dudes called because at the time they called, I was writing jokes for the show that I was talking about. And I almost didn't answer the phone, man. I almost didn't answer the phone. I'll tell you this. There are times when I won't answer my phone and people get mad at me, but I've made a decision. The number one priority, actually the number one priority is getting in shape again, but the number two priority is writing this new show and I don't like breaking my train of thought. Right? I don't know how many of you write stuff. I don't know how many of you are in like the, in the creative arts, but there are times when sometimes when that thought comes into your mind, you got to just shut down everything and get that thought on paper. You got to get that idea down. You can't stop your train of thought because a lot of times people will stop your train of thought. And when that train leaves, it's gone. It ain't coming back. Sorry. I had friends of mine get mad at me because I blew off going to parties with them because I had some joke ideas in my head and I wanted to put them down on paper and fully flesh them out. See, if I write comedy routines that are successful, they will last me a lot longer than going to a party and watching these dudes vomit into the sink. Yes, I have a funny story about my friend who thought he got it on with a really hot woman and basically what happened was his friend's had to stop him from putting his dick in the garbage disposal and you're going, you really thought you were with a woman and you were trying to put your dick in the garbage disposal and the guy goes, wow, I need to stop drinking. And then the other guys go, yeah, you really do need to stop drinking because that was embarrassing, right? And then the person who, who the two dudes that got him, kept him from putting his dick in the garbage disposal, you know, then go, okay, well now since we've gotten you from, from getting, putting your dick in the garbage disposal, could you do us a favor? What's the favor? Okay, we, my, our other friend over there, he's, uh, he's having sex with the, with the vacuum cleaner. We gotta get his dick out of the vacuum cleaner. And then they go, okay, well, let's just get his dick out of the vacuum cleaner. But of course, let us take pictures first to humiliate him for the rest of his life. <laughs> they were some, they were some really funny pictures. It's kind of funny to see somebody that you like and you respect with his dick in a vacuum cleaner. It was really kind of funny. <laughs> and little did he know that they also took pictures of him with his dick in the garbage disposal, which was hilarious. They, they, they're, they're good friends of his because they made sure nobody flicked the switch. I mean, nobody would have flicked the switch that was sober, but a drunk guy might have not known. You, you get the point, you know, and, um, I'm a little embarrassed that I have two friends that are respected dudes who, uh, somewhere floating around in somebody's attic is a picture of one tr- trying to have sex with a garbage disposal with his dick in the sink and another guy, you know, shooting a porno film with a vacuum cleaner. I mean, I just, it, it's kind of embarrassing that I have, I mean, I mean, not my friends. I mean, do I heard stories about guys that, uh, that, that did that, but definitely not friends of mine because they, they moving on. 
So like I said, you don't want to move, lose your train of thought like I just did, because when it happens, bad things happen. You got to I had to stop and write down the things that were important to me, the jokes that were important to me. You got to stop and do your thing. Because when that train goes by, so people go, well, it's, it's uh, trains, buses. I'm going to take your metaphor, buddy. Your train of thought, man. It's just, no, let's use buses for an example, man. Let's just say it's like a bus, man. You write a lot of jokes. You've been a comedian for a long period of time. If you don't write this joke down, another one's going to come up right behind it. It's like the bus, man. Every 15 minutes, another one comes right by. So it's really not that big of a deal. So you should come to that party and watch our friends try to have sex with appliances and, uh, and, and stuff like that because there's another friend that is actually, I don't, I'm not going to say what he's doing but i'll put it to you this way i would not get anything out of that refrigerator and please tell him to pull his pants up because i have friends that actually had sex with a refrigerator <laughs> no i did not none of my friends did that <laughs> moving on but i tried to explain listen man yes buses come by every time and, and you use your your description it would be like each bus is a great idea or, or or something like that but my thought is sometimes the idea is so good it's like that particular bus pulls up right and then the luggage compartment underneath the bus is nothing but a bunch of hope diamonds right this bus was a bunch of hope diamonds that's why i didn't go to the party that's why i didn't go out with you dopes because i wanted to collect all the hope diamonds in this thought bus that was going by at the time because the next thought bus that comes by is there will be no damn diamonds in the back they don't come like that all the time right anybody that writes jokes or writes songs or writes books or does anything like that when that bus comes by with the diamonds in the compartment you stop that bus you scrape out all the damn diamonds and you make sure you take care of business because a lot of times the next bus, when it pulls up, it's still a nice bus. But when you open up the compartment in the bottom, there's not diamonds in there. It's, sometimes there's nothing in there. Sometimes it's a joke that you think about. It's like, I missed a party for this bullshit routine. Hell no. I'm going to go to the party right now because if I go there right now, I'll get there just in time to watch one of my friends try to bang the garbage disposal and watch one of the other one look at the weed whacker and say, come here, baby. Let me get some of that. <laughs> my friends do not have sex with the garbage disposal or weed whackers or lawnmowers or, or refrigerators. I don't care what many many films and videos and pictures say in the attic of the other friend who blackmails them <laughs> uh, because the, uh, um, I, uh, this is what happens when you lose your train of thought um, uh, sometimes you you admit to things that are embarrassing even though it's not you that's it's just it's embarrassing to have friends that that I really shouldn't say anything because I did a routine uh, last week about me banging a car, but obviously I was joking. <laughs> and I'm going to say that I was joking because fortunately there was no one around with cameras, so you can't prove nothing. <laughs> F y'all. <clears throat> I should probably just change the subject because I'm really kind of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I started out with trying to, trying to be helpful and it kind of devolved into me embarrassing myself. I just, I'm going to change the subject. I, 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 I saw a friend of mine today. Well, not a friend of mine, but, uh, <clears throat> uh, remember I told you before about that guy that, uh, that did some stuff to me and owes me a little bit of money. Right. 
And before he was avoiding me all the time, trying to hide away from me, right? If I was in the supermarket, he'd damn near dive into a pickle jar. You know, one of those little buckets of pickles where you take the pickle out, pickle out with the, with the, with the thing and you eat the pickle because it's good pickles. He damn near stuffed his ass into one of those to hide from me, right? I come out into the parking lot. He sees me getting into the mighty Toyota Cameron. He peels out of the parking lot like I'm, like I'm ice. You know what I mean? It was like one of those weird things. And then I started realizing I should probably just appreciate it because I don't like the bastard in the first place. Right. And I would feel obliged if I was. It's like that thing where Damon Dash rolled up on that brother and said, where's my two million dollars, mother jumper? I would feel obliged if I was alone with him someplace or if somehow we got stuck in an elevator. If we got near each other, I would I would feel obliged to roll up on him and try to get my money. Right. And I don't want to do that. I mean, I've already kind of forgiven the money. But if somebody owes you money and they did something wrong and they promised they were going to give it back to you. And at the time you needed it, you don't need it now. But at the time you needed it, it would be a nice little bit. It'd be nice to get the money in my pocket. I'd be a nice little, little but, but, but I don't need it anymore like that. I would feel obliged to roll up on the bastard. Right. But I realize there's a reaction ceiling now. Right. In the beginning, there was a 10 percent chance I might have slapped the crap out of him. 90 percent chance I wouldn't. But you could see in my eyes I wanted to slap the crap out of that bastard. And I think he probably looks at me and goes, he wants to. There's about 10 percent chance he slaps the crap out of me. I better get out of here. Now it's down to zero percent. I would roll up on him for my money, but I wouldn't slap the crap out of him. Because a reaction ceiling has lowered and lowered. Everybody has a reaction ceiling. You know, there are things you're just not going to do. Like I'm not, I don't spank children. I just don't. I don't have kids, but I've taken care of for for extended periods of time. Meaning like people have left their kids with me for extended periods of time. And they've given, you just listen to what he says now. That's your uncle. That's your cousin, whatever. And the kid's like, oh crap. And you know, they, they expect, I'm not a spanker. The only time I've ever smacked kids and it wasn't in the face or wasn't on the ass was when my nephews were with me for an extended period of time. My sister was doing something. She left them with me. I was like, yeah, I'll take care. I ain't doing nothing right now. Not a problem. Take care. Don't worry about it. Right. And they were hanging out with Uncle S. And I was, you know, and I was hanging out with them. And it was great. It was incredible and great. And I had it was a great bonding experience with the boys. I read to them and I played with them. And I made games up for them. And I did all of this. And we did all the fun stuff. And, you know, and we played this and did that. And I said, okay, guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to make you something to eat. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Right? And they hadn't done anything stupid all day. They hadn't done anything reckless all day. And if you know boys, if you have boys and they're roughly the same age, you know boys' jobs as youngsters is to try to constantly injure themselves on sharp stuff right that's boys jobs boys when they're when they're little boys they walk into a room and the first thing they're thinking is hey what could cause the most physical damage to me whatever it is i'm doing that you're damn right hey there's a table over there with a sharp edge think i'm gonna run to it and try to land on it neck first yeah Hey, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this pencil in my mouth and then I'm going to run around and hopefully fall on it and impale myself. Hey, I'm going to slide down these steps. But first, doesn't really matter that after about three or four steps, I'm going to start tumbling and bust my head open. I'm going to do that because I'm a young boy and I'm 
seems stupid. Hey, wait a minute. There's two of us and we're roughly the same age. Is there any kind of activity we can get into that will damage both of us permanently? There is. Fantastic. Let's do that. Let's stand on the table. Hey, there's an oven in there. We know we're not supposed to touch that crap, but let's turn it on anyway. And let's throw paper on top of the oven. Why? Because we're young boys and we're stupid and we want to do something destructive. We're not evil at heart. We're just dumb. We're just kids. We're dopes. You're damn right. So I go to the bathroom and they, like I said, they hadn't done anything dumb all day. A couple of times I kind of stepped off of them a little bit just to give them a little bit of autonomy in the room just to see what they were going to do. And they kind of played together well. Played together well. Not a problem. Great. Okay. But this time I go to the bathroom thinking that everything's great. And I hear them downstairs and I hear the conspiracy voices and all kids have conspiracy voices. Those little pieces of crap. I heard the conspiracy voices. I come downstairs. I see them. And what are my two nephews doing? They're on their knees. They had pried off the protective thing that was inside of the electric socket. And they're literally both standing there with paper clips in each one of their hands. And they're actually very slowly heading towards the electric sockets. And I, I slide, they're so focused on the electric socket. They don't notice Uncle S running down the steps. And I took my right hand and I popped both of their hands, not to hit them, but to knock their hands away from the electric sockets. And they were both startled because they know I'm not a kid hitter, right? And they're like, I said, Sit on the couch. When did that get shh? Right? I wanted to curse, but I don't curse in front of children. And I'm looking at them like, you little. And then they got on the couch and I said, okay, don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Don't freak them out. But it's important that I let them know. Right? Because they had reached my reaction ceiling. I was not going to hit them. Even though they, they could have both burnt themselves up, I was not going to hit them. There was a reaction ceiling. I was not going to go past my reaction ceiling for children. Not going to do it. So I explained, listen, you know, it's okay for things like the lamps and the TVs and the radios to go in there because the stuff that's in the wall, which would hurt us as people, as human beings, it's bad for us, but it's okay for lamps. So lamps can go in there and the plug for the television can go in there. And, you know, all these things that we plug into, we can use for can go in there and the electricity goes into the thing and it can come on. But we can't touch because if it goes into us, it will burn us and make us feel bad. You know, so we can't do that. There's no we keep we can never put anything in those. Never put anything into those sockets. They're called electrical sockets. Never put anything into them except for the plug for the TV or the radio or something like that. Okay? So make sure that in fact it'll be better if, if you want to plug something in, come and get me. Okay? Or or you know, when you're at your mom's house, you know, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't pull that crap at my sister's house, okay? You know what I'm saying. But they pull that crap and I go saying, Okay. And I said, Okay, say so that fact I'm gonna show you how to plug something in without hurting yourself. And I showed them how to plug things in by keeping the fingers all the way back. Cause I knew they were gonna do it the second I was out of the room, but at the very least I wanted to make sure they didn't do anything dumb. Cause the last thing I didn't want to have my sister come over, okay boys, let's go. Well, <laughs> you can have to pick them up at the emergency room because they both got burnt up real good. What? I don't want to fight my sister. I showed her a few things and I don't want those few things to be used on me. (laughs) Moving on. 
So I didn't go past the reaction ceiling, right? I have reaction ceilings for everything. I don't go past them. My reaction ceiling for this guy moved past the 10% slapped crap out that bastard down to zero. But he didn't realize that. And then one day, recently, we get stuck together. We're right there. Stuck together. And it was everything in my power to, I said, I'm so tempted. I want to roll up on, roll up on this guy. And oh, by, oh, I'm sorry. I'm using slang. For those of you that don't understand what rolling up, that just means approaching someone, uh, passionately to make your point. Now, in this particular case, in certain cases, rolling up on someone could mean rolling up on them and whipping their ass. It could mean rolling up on them and aggressively making your point. It could mean rolling up on them in a, in a positive way. In this particular case, it would be an ass whip. Uh, but I've chosen, as I've already said, not to whip his ass. So I didn't, you know, okay. Well, you know, I think I just wanted to clarify that for people that didn't understand what I was talking about. So I was going to run, you know, and I was tempted to roll up on the bastard, but I chose not to. I just chose to just keep and he stuck his hand out to shake my hand and I'm going because ah. I was sitting there going maybe it wasn't 0% because there's a part of me that if I shake his hand right now I'm going to squeeze that crap so hard you're going to hear a crunching sound don't, don't do it just say hey what's going on man I acted like I had something in my hand I had my phone in one hand and I grabbed something in the other hand and I go and I make the body movements like I would shake your hand but my hands are full I'm trying to get this guy to get away from me because he's he's making me angry walking up to me he, the, his first thing up he, the first thing he should say to me is I'm sorry for being a douche here's your money that's what he should say but he hasn't said that yet you know when I'm looking at him I'm, like, I'm trying to and I know that in the inside of my face I'm angry on the outside of my face I'm trying my best to keep a, a stoic type look i'm trying to just be just regular just keep your regular normal face just keep your regular normal face inside the skin you know there's the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder you know and the devil on the shoulders like drop kick this bastard and the angel on my other shoulders like drop kick this bastard and then say are you okay after you drop kick the bastard so i told them to get off my shoulders because they weren't much help those bastards right so we're in this place and I finally do my little transaction. I'm kind of walking away, but unfortunately you can't get really get out of there, you know, and then this guy just keeps being around me, right? You know, somebody's around you and they're trying to body apologize. Like they're trying to show the I'm sorry body language. They won't even say they're sorry, but they're trying to show the I'm sorry body language, the I'm sorry look in their face, right? And they're just hanging around you like a cat. You know, you, if you have a cat that, you know, when a cat just kind of walks around your leg and purrs when it's hungry, right? You know, damn well, that cat doesn't give a damn about your punk ass. The cat only cares because you're the source of the food because if it was one of those days where you didn't forget the last you know sometimes you feed your cat a little later than you thought because you got caught up in something else right if you don't forget to feed the cat the cat doesn't even pay attention to your punk ass the cat ignores your ass right he's too busy sitting on top of your refrigerator knocking off stuff that shouldn't be knocked off or trying to jump on the table and eat from your freaking plate the little punk ass bastards Right? Because cats are pieces of crap. I like cats, but sometimes they're pieces of crap. And if one of my relatives has a cat that tried to trip his punk ass. Tried to trip him at the head of the steps. 
I'm not even kidding about that. You know, I do sometimes I do a little thing where I make animals and things talk for comedic purposes. But I'm telling you right now, this cat had plenty of opportunity to trip my relative when he was in the living room, when he was in the kitchen, when he was in the dining room. Could have tripped him at any point in time. But no, the one time he tried to trip this guy was when he was at the top of the steps. And he doesn't have a shortfall, no steps. This, he got like 20 steps in the house, which means he would have fallen down 20 steps. The cat waited at the top of the steps. He's going down. Luckily, he had his hand on the banister. The cat stuck his paw out. And then, then he went, oh, 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 and then the, the, the cat kind of just walked away. Right. And I'm not even kidding about this. I'm not saying this for comedic purposes. The cat was walking away from the head of the steps. The cat looked back. And I'm telling you that cat's face looked disappointed. I'm, 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 I'm not making it up. I know you're going. Well, how could you do? Could you think that a cat's face was dis was disappointed because he didn't knock him down the steps? You weren't there. I'm telling you what I saw. And also, a little later on that day, I went upstairs to go to his bathroom, and I heard the cat on the phone saying, "Almost got him." That. And I went, did the cat just say almost got him? And the cat's like, yeah, I almost got that bastard. He was at the top of the steps. You know, I'm, I'm going to try it again because I know at some point he's going to drink or something like that. He's going to be here with his woman or something. He's going to be a little distracted. And I'm, I'm going to get him again. And just, and then I told my, my relative about that and he threw the cat out. You don't believe me, do you? Well, F y'all. Back to what I was saying. So, well, you know, a cat walks around your leg. The, the kid, this guy was like that cat, just kind of walking around me. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, what's going on? How's the comedy thing going, man? <laughs> Meanwhile, I wanted to do like my relative did and throw him out. But unfortunately, this was not my building. This was someone else's building. And I did not have the authority to throw him out. But just like the cats, I tried to trip him at the top of the steps. <laughs> just kidding. I did not try to trip him at the top of the steps. <laughs> I pushed him down the steps. <laughs> I did not do that either. I just wanted to trip him at the top of the steps. I just let him go about his business. man. I didn't shake his hand. I tried my best not to talk to him. Oh, man. I remember looking across the street and I saw that cat. I was like, that is the cat right there. And I gave the cat the thumbs up and I pointed to that dude and the cat gave me the thumbs up, which is weird because cats don't have thumbs. And that guy drove off and a cat was on the roof of his car and the cat made the throat slash gesture. And then I, I waved to the cat. No, no, no. I don't want you to kill him. I just want you to do enough damage to equal the amount of money he owes me. And the cat said, sorry, buddy, this one's on me. And then the cat viciously murdered him later. <laughs> None of that happened. I mean, the part about me being with the dude, but the stuff with the cat that, okay, the cat actually did trip my relative at the top of the steps, but, you know, the, the cat did not try to kill the dude that owed me money. I mean, I, I, I asked the cat to do it, but the cat said, you know, it's actually going to cost me more to kill this guy than you actually lost to the guy. And I went, yeah, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> and then I had a dog kill the cat because the cat knew too much. <laughs> then I had a bigger dog kill that dog because that dog knew too much. <laughs> and then that dog tried to kill me because he knew I was going to get a bigger dog to kill him because that dog knew too much. <laughs> Once again, none of that part happened. Okay, what really happened was the, the dude was following me around like a cat. 
And I basically just kind of avoided him, did my transaction in the business, and then eased out the other way so I wouldn't have to look at his punk-ass face anymore. But that's not as entertaining as what I just said, so F (laughs) y'all. But there are reaction plateaus, man. Not reaction plateaus, reaction ceilings to things. And I realized once my reaction ceiling had gone below pimp smacking this guy and had gone below being really, really angry, I realized I should just let it go. You know, once a reaction ceiling gets low enough, you shouldn't even react to certain things. You just let things slide, man. You know? But I still have a reaction ceiling that's kind of high. And I mean, that's, that's, that, 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 that makes me angry when I, when I think in terms of every time I turn on, every time I look at my phone, every time I turn on the damn uh, uh, news, there's always people calling cops on people. You know? And it's just like... And I had a relative say to me, you know, I was talking to one of our other relatives and, uh, and she was really upset because, you know, she saw a news story where police, the police uh, were called on this guy and some bad stuff happened to the guy who was arrested and assaulted and they had their guns on him. And, da, 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 da. and I'm sitting there going, you, you do realize that when I lived in Los Angeles in the 90s, that was like a four times a week occurrence for me, right? I was a young black guy in Los Angeles. I fit every description. Every description. You know how many times I've had guns, have police officers jump out of their cars? Oh, great. The LAPD is guns in my face again. This is, a, this is really interesting. Can we look in your bag? Eh, all right. What difference does it make? You ain't going to find that in the neighborhood notepads. Oh, well, we're sorry about that kid, but will you look, you fit the description. I, is there any way, seeing as how you've jumped out uh, and put guns on me about 15 times so far, is there any way you could take a good look at me now? And then think about it first, right? I mean, if you've seen me several times and you've seen that I've been clean several times, it's a pretty good bet that I'm not a bank robber. I have not robbed any store. I have not snatched any purse or done anything like that. They, at some point, you got to realize that a person's, how a person carries himself on a regular basis will pretty much move them. You think I just go, you know what? I got them fooled. They've jumped out of cars on me and patted me down a bunch of times for no reason. And they're going to probably feel guilty. This is the time for me to start snatching purses and beating bastards up because they're going to come up to me and I'm going to go, really, guys, again? And they're going to go, oh, no, not him again. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) I'm glad he didn't look at my bag because there's the contents of a whole bunch of purses I snatched. (laughs) And they're going to go, we can hear you. And now that you admit to snatching those purses, dumbass, we were going to pull off and leave. But now that you you just said it, we're not going to check your bag. And they're going to, damn. But I'll be honest with you, it's happened to me before, right? It's just that at the time when it was happening to me, when it, like it happens occasionally now, you know, I'm good for, after I hit the age of 35, I'm good for about four or five big police pullovers for no particular reason per year. So, I'm, you know, so, so you know, and, and, it, and it's been trailing now because first it was like, once a week, then it's once a month. So on average, it's like five times a year, but now the number is going down and down and down and down. But I know what it's like, right? I've had the police called on me many times for doing nothing. Nowadays, people are getting the police called on them for having a barbecue, for being in the pool, for da 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 da. Some guy sitting in his car, he's listening to a yoga CD, but da 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 da. I've been there. I get it. And it blows, right? Let me tell you a little story. 
which is kind of what I've been doing for almost five years. So I kind of guess you know that's coming. <laughs> right. I'll say for the sake of, you go to, I was with a girl. Uh, this is back in the nineties. No, no, no. That was not the nineties. That, that didn't happen with her. When did this happen? Hold on for a second. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to edit this part out. So I'm thinking I got two girlfriends mixed up because they kind of looked like there was a girl I was with in the nineties and there was a girl I was with in the eighties that looked, I guess I have a type. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. This is the late eighties. So this is before the girl in LA anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Cause I was like 19 or 20 and I was, uh, dating and getting it on with the aforementioned 28 year olds. So we're in the car. Keep in mind, I'm almost, I'm going to be turning 50 this year. So this is me at 20. So this is 30 years ago. So there was no internet. There was no Google. There were no smartphones. If you wanted to find a place, you needed an old fashioned map. So we're going someplace and she wants to take me someplace to celebrate something. I forgot what it was. Don't really care. I was having sex with her regularly. She was smoking hot 28 and I was 20. Who cares what the reason was? And also, I just wanted to let you know I was getting it on with a smoking hot 28 year when I was 20. <laughs> Jealous. F y'all back to the story. So we got lost. So she pulls out the map, right? And we're sitting in the car. We pull over, right? And she pulls out the map and we're going, okay, you got to take this route and take this route and go this place and then make left here. It's 10 miles here, but the flip the boop and go here, do this and the doop that, that. And he can go there and he got the bap, a scooby doop doop, chip a doop de bap, right? And all of a sudden, all right, what are you doing in there, goddamn? What are you doing in there? What are you doing? What are you doing, goddamn? Flashlights, what are you doing, goddamn? What are you doing? You fit the description and get it. What are you doing, goddamn? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing right there? You're planning a murder. What are you doing going on? And I'm sitting there going, um, let's see, we're sitting in a car with, and we're looking at a map. So, I mean, you know, people in a car looking at a map. So, you know, what are you doing? We're sitting in a car looking at a map well somebody called and said it was being double suspicious and quadruple suspicious and quintuple suspicious and that's why we have 17 police cars and we all have the SWAT team and the double SWAT team and quadruple SWAT team that's why we have double action news and 16 helicopters and all of that crap yeah um we're sitting in a car looking at a map I'm is there some kind of attractive young people young couple with a map going around beating people's asses and robbing them Oh no, but you're double suspicious and quadruples and quintuple suspicious and double suspicious and double suspicious and suspicious. We need to see your license and double license and registration and double registration and quadruple licenses. Okay, here's my license. Okay, here's her license. Okay. Are we gonna have to go double check this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And they go back there and they check it. All right, you guys are all right, but you gotta be careful because sometimes people think you would go double suspicious and quadruple suspicious and double suspicious. Yeah, we're just two black people sitting in a car looking at a map. You know? I don't, I don't, I don't see how that's double suspicious and quadruple Because you're black. I mean, not because of that, because of something else. Aha, we're going to go now. And they all leave. So this has happened to me many, many times. I remember going someplace. I'm not going to say what the electronic store is. I walk into the electronic store and I'm one of those people that I don't like. I don't like when the salespeople are all in my face. I don't like it. Sometimes I just want to look at the product, right? Nowadays with the smartphones, right? I walk into a store 
right? I'll walk into the store. I'll see what I want. And before the salesperson can come and climb up my ass and give me a colonoscopy, I walk out of the store. I get back in the car. I will look up the products, look up the specs, look up reviews, right? And then I will go back into the store. On one occasion, what happens is I go out and I sit in the car and I got the car running, right? And I'm sitting in the car and I'm minding my own business and I'm looking at the thing and I'm looking up the thing and I'm looking up the thing. Oh, I might go in and buy that thing and then tap, tap, tap on the window. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you looking suspicious and double suspicious and quadruple suspicious and double suspicious and double suspicious? Get away from me. But you're looking suspicious and quadruple suspicious. Get away from me. We got a call that you were sitting here looking quadruple suspicious and double suspicious and quadruple suspicious and double suspicious. I'm looking up product on my phone so I don't get harassed by the salespeople. If you look into the back of my car, you will realize I've already made purchases. Well, if you've already made the purchase, I'm now getting out of the car. I'm going to put this stuff into my trunk. I'm going to go into that store. I'm going to make another purchase with my money, and then I'm going to leave. Well, uh, 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 well, uh, uh, Ramada, we didn't realize it. No, no explanation is needed. No explanation is needed. The fact that you look stupid. I didn't say this part. What I actually said was, it's not a big deal. You're just doing your jobs, you know. But but you have to be careful. You you got to be careful with what you react to. Sometimes people are going to call you with stupid crap. Well, you're right about that, sir. We no problem doing that. And then you look over at the lady that called the police over uh, at you, and she's looking around like, "Don't be, don't be, do I don't. Well, um, I read them. Um, I feel guilty. I'm about get away from me. So I've been in that situation before. I just didn't have smartphones, or I did, or in one particular occasion, I didn't even think about about recording it, right? Because everybody else records it, you know, and well, nowadays, the few years, that was a few years ago. Nowadays, they record that you record that crap and all of a sudden there's a hashtag and the person who did that stupid crap gets a name. You know, this lady would have been electronic, electronic parking lot Ellen, <laughs> you know, or parking lot Patty or electronic store Yvette or whatever the hell it would have been. But they were they were incensed by that, and I and I am incensed by it too. But I've been on the other side of that many times. I know what it's like to have police officers kind of bum rush into the damn bathroom, push up against the wall, and frisk you. Well, we thought that you were stolen something. I said, I'm in a movie theater. Everything that could be stolen is behind glass. I would have to have a glass cutter to cut right through the glass, and then pull out the milk duds. Okay? And I'm pretty sure the person behind the counter would have seen that. Right? But there's a lot of drug activity. So, I'm not doing it. Right? And now you, and not only is the simple fact that you're in a bathroom accosting me horrible, you made me touch the walls in a bathroom. I just touched the walls, bro. All right. I planned on eating a hot dog and some nachos when I watched the movie. Now, how am I going to eat hot dogs and nachos and watch the movie when my hands touch the wall in the men's room at a movie theater? 
right? You have any acid on you? Uh, knew it. No, not that kind of acid. I'm talking about actual acid so I can burn off my fingertips. So when I see these stories, when I see these, I realize that I, I've had plenty of permit patties and pool patties and all of that kind of crap in my life. And it's annoying. It's a pain in the ass. Cut it out. I'm sorry. I'm going to start getting some revenge. Yeah. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait until I see somebody a little racist looking at me too much. And because a lot of times what happens is they'll watch you for a while. They'll watch you for, they won't like immediately see you and call you. They'll watch you for five, ten minutes, right? And they'll do that, right? And they'll just, we just want to see what's going on. But if you time it just right, you can see them staring at you and you can make the phone call to 911 before they make their phone call to 911. Hello, 911. Hi. There's a middle-aged white woman that's uh, staring at me right now, and uh, she's been looking at me pretty hard. I'm feeling a little threatened. Okay, and exactly what she's doing, she's staring at me, you know? And I'll be honest with you, there's been a lot of guys that got in trouble because some soccer mom didn't think they belonged in the area. And soccer moms tend to have in their cars hockey sticks, Hockey stick can be used as a weapon, can it? Oh, well, technically, yes, it can. Really? I see her looking at that hockey stick and looking at me, and I think she's going to come over here and hit me with that hockey stick. I'm feeling threatened. She's driving a Volvo. It's the Volvo with the little cartoons in the back window of the mother, the father, and the three kids. I'm starting to think that maybe it's not the mother and the father and three kids indicating her family. Maybe she's just putting up little symbols in the back of her car for the people she's killed. I don't know about you, but you better get some police officers here right now. Because I just, oh, she's taking the hockey stick out of her back of her car. You better get somebody here right now. Ma'am, what are you doing? I'm just taking my hockey stick out. Oh, so you're the one with the hockey stick. You fit the description. Sir, sir? Yes. Black person I was staring at? Yes. Are you filming these people across me? Yes, I am. Fantastic. I want you to have I want you to film this because I want to sue them. Yeah. I've got film of it. I'm filming it right now. Oops, I deleted it. <laughs> Officer Searcher. Hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, she fits the description. Why don't you just just search her and see what's going on? Get your hands off me. You're resisting, ma'am. I am not resisting. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. You're pepper spraying me, you bastard. This is this is unconscionable. You know what? Let me turn this film back on. <laughs> this is some funny shit. <laughs> pepper sprayed patty. <laughs> accosted for no reason give me a name that rhymes with that <laughs> because sometimes you gotta have people know what that crap feels like when that's exactly what they wanted to have happen to you but I digress which is pretty much what I do every week for about an hour <laughs> 
All right, folks. Uh, this has been episode number 327 of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for coming by and checking this crap out. Much love to every last one of you bastards. Uh, my friends, this podcast is every damn where. Tell your friends, rate and review. And if you're wondering, if you're wondering where the podcast is, my friends, I will tell you. It's on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, the home base is Podbean, and of course, this podcast is on the Granddaddy iTunes. Um, I have several social media locations. Um, YouTube is one of them. Go to go to YouTube, look up S. Anthony Says, subscribe to that channel, hit the notification bell. I'm on Instagram. My name is at S. Anthony Thomas. I'm on Facebook. I have a verified page there. Go to Facebook, type in S. Anthony Says. You will see my verified page with the blue check mark to indicate that it is actually me because it is actually me. I'm on Twitter in two places. For me specifically, it's at S. Anthony Thomas. For this podcast, it's at S. Anthony Says. So follow all of that crap. And if you want to send an email to yours truly, I only have one. So feel free to use it. It's talk to S Anthony at gmail.com. T A L K T O S A N T H O N Y at gmail.com. You bastards. Thank you very, very much for everything. I really appreciate you guys, man. Everybody that listens to this regularly, to the new people, to the people that listen to wherever you're listening. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me because this is one of the most fun things I get to do is to talk to you bastards and then I, then I get your email and stuff like that and your, your tweets and all that kind of stuff. It means a lot to me. It really does. You know, in all seriousness, folks, I will talk to you next week with episode number 328. And until then, I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I've been saying goodbye to you for years. And from what I understand, you guys actually say it at the same time. So let's do it on the count of three, because I know you know what I'm going to say. Y'all, you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.